5: Right rug flooring. The Nikki Glazer
6: Podcast.
7: Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm in Los Angeles, California, in my hotel room. It is two hours later in St. Louis where Andrew is. Hello, Andrew. Back to you. And Noah is in Arizona, which I don't know what time zone you guys are on. Same. Is it? Oh, I'm in same your time zone, baby. Hell yep. yeah, girl! It's a nice place to be. Um, I've been here since. God, I don't even remember now. Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday.
8: Yeah, Thursday, because we had to pre-tape.
7: Thursday. Yes, that is what happened. So much. Um, so many good responses on last week's show. Shows. Uh, with Aria, um, my friend, wow, that was really nice to read all of those, and I sent her a lot of the DMs I got. And man, you made someone's day by writing all those nice things. So thank you guys so much. Mm. It's always so nice to get your feedback on that stuff. And um, yeah, I'm feeling a little grogged uh, this morning, but I'm waking up. But I'm in like a de- like I have my blackout curtains drawn because I have to for there's nowhere to sit in here where if I, if I open the curtains, I would be backlit and I would look like an ominous, you know, the dealer, no deal guy. And so I just have to keep the curtains drawn. And so my room is quite depressing. And I could have slept till 5 p.m. today, like easily. No problem. No questions asked. Um, I've been doing it a lot. I had some good times, good sleeping in times this weekend, but still not enough. Like I can sleep all the time and I don't know what's wrong with me why i and i don't know what's wrong with people that get up and like do stuff if you have free time why aren't you in bed and that is my um that's my conundrum recently is like when i have free time i just want to be in bed i don't want to be writing a book i don't want to be going hiking i don't want to go to sephora to restock my makeup i don't want to go shopping for an outfit to wear on conan um what, I just want to sleep um, and I just want to be in bed on my phone and I'm not depressed, maybe a little bit, but like, that's what's soothing to me. But like, it feels really sad getting back into bed when it's beautiful outside. And there are tons of friends that live in this town that I can hang out with. Um, and I'm doing that instead. Any thoughts?
9: Well, I think if you're being very active when you're not in bed, then mm-hmm. bed is Okay. You know, it's a balance. Um, if it's active for 30 minutes, bed for 23 hours and 30 minutes, that's, you know, I mean, right. you're, you're doing a lot of shit. You're not just like someone that's like, Ugh. you know, you got like fucking a Gator, half drinking Gatorade bottle by the bed and you're just eating from a, a Chinese takeout and you just have the same underwear on for five days. No, you're right. do, you're very active. <clears throat> like you're not. It's not weird to think that you need rest, and when you are performing, I'm sure you're probably better when you're getting out of bed. No, I would hope so. Do you feel refreshed, or do you feel more tired because of being? No, I that feel sore?
7: resentful that I have to get out of bed, and like that. that <laughs> the only reason I get out of bed is to appear normal, because I know that it's what I should do, as opposed to what I. That's the difference between. My life and everyone else's. Yes, I do do things, but I don't ever want to do any of them. And I feel like people, like I always compare myself to Kirsten because she's just someone who just like likes to get up and she like likes to go out and she likes to go on hikes and she likes to go shopping and she likes to like cook and she likes to clean up and she like, of course she and sometimes she likes to go to work. Like I don't like to do any of the things. Everything I do, I do out of um, because I know it's what I should do. It's not because I want to do it. If it were up to me, it would be being in bed on my phone, reading a, a new Columbine book. Yeah, but that's what I, I want to do. I think it's a happiness issue.
9: Her Columbine book yeah. is doing those things. Like th- that's what makes can't her. My f-
7: Columbine- why would anyone's <laughs> Columbine book not be a Columbine book? Why would it be going to Home <laughs> Depot actual- to pick out. <laughs> sconces or caulking for the new tub they're putting in like I have feel I know I, I return to this over and over but I just I wish I were a person who liked doing things and I like yeah, going to I... dinner with friends I like yeah sleeping I like staying in bed I like snacking I like going to lunch <laughs> with friends but that is that's that's really only the things I like to do everything else in my life I like podcasting because it makes me feel accomplished at the end of it, and I like like talking to friends and hanging out with friends. But, um, and I like performing at sometimes. But if I'm going to be honest, I'd rather be in bed reading a Columbine. My true core self would rather be in bed on Reddit reading Columbine um, posts yeah. than than out doing things. And I think that people. What about when you're at comedy like shows? Things. When,
8: when I'm pref- at comedy like shows. this weekend. And you see your you see Carlisle, you see your 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 friends in comedy, and, and you're performing. Does that give you a little bit of life?
7: Yes, it does. But I'm there out of obligation. I'm not there for the love of the game. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm there because I have people that are coming to see me, and I have to. Like I was just talking to Anya about this. Anya wrote me this morning that she's in New York City, and she was at the comedy cellar last night, and she noticed this trend of comedians like blaming the audience and getting like kind of mad at the audience for being shitty and like you guys don't get that like oh you guys are sensitive you know Mm. and like scolding the audience a little bit and she's like I just really like you never do that she's like you just I've never seen you I've watched you a million times you've never once gotten mad at the audience for not getting something you always are just like you just that's so mature that's so evolved of you it's just such new comic energy i feel to get mad at the audience and i was like yes and no i feel that i don't get mad at the audience because because sometimes there are shitty audiences like some these la crowds recently have been very groany like so like everything i say is just like oh like they just hear a word it's it's very it's an interesting new facet to the LA audience that I don't remember uh, encountering when I lived here, but I don't get mad at them ever in person. I will talk shit about an audience when I get off stage, man, they sucked. God, they were awful. Fuck. I hate them, but I never do it in person. And it's not because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a more mature comedian. It's because I have low self-esteem and I truly feel that if I were to be like, you guys suck, someone might go, you suck and you're ugly and we like other people better than you. My fear, me not me not getting mad at anyone ever in my life is never me being a the better person or being like, it's not a maturity. It's actually me fearing retribution from them that I cannot take because I'm so scared of any criticism. I'm so scared of being told that I did something wrong. So instead, I, I feel, will talk about yeah. them behind their back.
9: I feel like the comedian, though, that goes, you guys suck. You don't get it. You're too fucking woke. You're too weak, whatever. That, they're already getting that response that you fear from the crowd. And that's their insecurity showing of them being like, well, it's on <laughs> them. It's not me. And the, right. the, their fear already happened. They didn't get the laugh. You know what but, I mean?
7: But I, I, this fear of mine, it's its in everything I do. Like, I I just don't – I don't ever like to tell anyone they're wrong because I – and I've talked about this with a therapist before, and she said that that's the fear of a 15-year-old girl that someone's going to call you ugly. Um, but that's truly always my biggest fear is that someone can just – every ar- a- anyone can win an argument with me by saying, well, you're ugly. Like, that is my biggest fear, and – I don't trust people not to use that against me. Mm -hmm. And then it will shut, like, if we're arguing about the environment, if we're arguing about whether I'm funny or not, like if they pull out you're ugly and um, (laughs) then I, then the argument's over and I will go cry and I will not be able to talk anymore. And so I just am always trying to, I always take blame first. I'd rather always have blame than ever blame someone else because I'm just scared they're gonna say either you're a bitch or you're ugly. Yeah. Does that make I sense? I mean, how many like, times does I, that
9: happen? I mean, you know, I mean, since grade school. I mean, I don't well,
7: enough s- times that that's never something I want to feel again because I might kill myself if it happens. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, the 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 feeling of feeling ugly or feeling um undesirable is so uh do you know what the counterforce The counter so, force, the,
8: the counterforce to fear. What is it?
7: Um, what do you think it is? Bravery.
8: No. Happiness. Uh,
7: Self love. Happiness. Really. Happiness.
8: Yes. And I'm reading all about it. I just need to get a little bit more into it to be able to. Is in that book. Um. It's it's called. Uh. The book is called What Happy People Know. And mm. he talks a lot about like why we've evolved in a certain way that, uh, fear inhibits our, our happiness and exactly what you were talking about before of like, well, I just want to stay in bed. I just want to be on my phone, isolate myself. I can't enjoy myself when I'm out with my friends or doing the thing that I love to do. And I think a lot of it is fear-based, but I don't know what else to tell you from this point on. (laughs) I I I do enjoy
7: hanging out with my friends when I get out there and I do enjoy doing sets and you're right. It is about fear. And I encountered it a lot last night. Like my friend Ben Glebe wanted to like do We did a karaoke night. He got a karaoke room and I invited a bunch of people. And then we were going to go to a Korean spa after that. And it was just going to be like a fun night of hangs. And Ben is someone who always is just like, has such fun things planned and he always gets me involved. And like, it always becomes like our thing that we're planning that we're inviting our friends. And for some reason we always turn into like, it's our joint party. And I'm like, I didn't even want to do this in the first place. So <laughs> I invited like, all these people. And I have to say that, like, um, through from the people that we like wanted to be there three or four didn't come because I I was like trying to prod and like figure out like, why didn't you, why don't you want to come? And it, I thought tiredness. Um, I don't like karaoke. Um, I don't like someone who's going to be there, but it was honestly like social anxiety people were just like scared to be around mm-hmm. people which i do not understand like i get i mean i sometimes don't want to talk to people but i think that's the best place to go is a karaoke room because you literally don't people are singing and you don't have to talk but we lost a lot of people last night because of that so i know this isn't like a, like abnormal i didn't have it for this for whatever reason but i like just people being like, I just don't want to talk about my life. Everyone in LA wants to hear about what you're up to. And I don't like what I'm up to. And so I don't want to talk about it. And I don't know, like, can't you just skip that? Can't you just go, oh, I've just been like, I my dog is my life now. Like just find something to, or, or just be honest because you could just say I'm depressed. I don't know. I I, I feel like I'm I'm not scared of those interactions as much. I'm just like, I just don't want to. I don't want to do it, not because I'm scared of talking to people. I'm do because I would rather be in bed reading.
9: I mean, do they actually have a fear of singing? I mean, if you're in a small room, you feel like you have to sing. Maybe they don't want to sing. That's an anxiety that people don't want to deal with. Uh, people also, you know, LA people are competitive. Like, if you're not doing something, if you don't have a show, if you don't have, you know, something going on you're often seen as less than maybe more so in your head than you actually are yeah. you know, you're in a ve- in a city that if you're not working you might as well be dead you know what i mean like so someone like you you're there you you're there to promote your special you have so much going on so but i used like, to
7: live here and have nothing going on i know what it's like to have. but do you
9: remember that feeling then of not
7: i never cared if people asked because i always knew that my future was bright. Like this is part of the process to get to where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Like, I I mean, that's a great outlook.
9: That's a very positive outlook that you,
7: like, I just never thought like, because something's not happening now, it's because I'm not talented, but I don't even think, but how can you not apply
9: that then to when someone goes, when you're worried, someone's going to call you ugly, but you're like, well, I'm talented. But then I guess underneath it all, do you think you're ugly? Because
7: no one in a conversation is going to say to me, you're not talented if I'm talking to a friend and I go, I don't really have anything going on right now. They're not going to go, you're ugly and not talented. They might say that if I say you suck, you guys aren't laughing. Then like, that's why I don't, I don't ever get into altercations with people and confront them because I'm scared they'll use the ugly card, but no one's going to use the ugly card when I'm just saying I don't have anything going on. Yeah. It's a different thing, I guess.
6: Yeah. but I know what you're saying. I get what you're
7: saying, but I just, I think that, like when I hear my friends say, like I don't have anything going on, and I don't, I'm like depressed about my life, and I don't want to talk to anyone about like how depressed I am. I'm like, to me, I'm like even the people that are killing it are depressed, and just say, so just say you're depressed. <laughs> yeah. Like that will connect you. No, I agree. More than I, I, saying like, I oh, I'm working saying. on this web series that I'm writing. Like instead of like trying to make something of like, yeah, I just feel like that could be the answer, and also, but I get it. Like, at, like. I don't relate to that. Like some people might not relate to like Kirsten might not relate, relate to wanting to stay in bed. Like Kirsten, her being sick is like the worst thing ever. Whereas like I would, I really, I I don't get physically sick ever. And I, my, my boyfriend says when I, when he was got COVID, when he was got COVID, when he got COVID, yeah. I remember <laughs> saying, I'm a little bit jealous. You have COVID. Cause you have an excuse to be in bed. And like, I just never have an excuse to be in bed. I mean, I could say I'm depressed, but people sometimes get a little bit like depression. People don't really take as like, like, like for me, it's like the, a cold. It lasts a couple of days. People that don't understand depression, they're like, I, you're going to, this might, she might kill herself. She's a liability. I don't want to work with her. Like it's, it's not the same as de- depression being like, I want to, I can't make it today. I'm depressed it becomes like this cloud as if you're saying like, I have stage one something Mm -hmm. like this is, this is going to end in my death perhaps. And you should be worried about me as opposed to like, I'm just feeling down today. Um, Whereas if you call and you say I have COVID people go, Oh man, that sucks. And they're not like, I'm so worried about Nikki. She might die. You know, like the COVID now, as opposed to like before, do you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I wish I could get sick a little, but then Chris was like, you don't want to be sick because you feel sick. And I was like, Oh, I forgot about that part. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I don't know what it's yeah. like to feel sick. So I don't know. I feel sick in the head a lot, but I don't know what it's like to feel like physically like so sick. And I know that that's awful and I don't wish that on myself, but you know, during the dancing with the stars, I prayed to God to get injured and I did. And sometimes I feel like I want to just like, I know that if I asked for it, I'd be like so mad once I got it. I just don't want a migraine. I want any kind of sickness except a migraine. I think I can handle stomach. (laughs) I just want something to get me out of the constant stream of texts and emails that I get bombarded with every day. And I know that I'm very lucky to be working and having people want to work with me. But it is – it's just – It's It's just too much. Me and Theo were talking, I did Theo's podcast this weekend and we were talking about just um, burnout and like when, and and I think people, anyone who even is unemployed can feel burnout of just like, I got to work on my garden. I got to clean the garage. I got to take the kids to school. I got to take the kids to practice. I got to take the kids to Little League. I got to have the cable. I got to meet the cable man. Like, just saying yes to too many things, too many things have to get done and then nothing gets done. I just feel.
9: So what's the fear of saying no?
7: That if you say no to this one thing, that could have been the thing that makes someone like if I say no to a podcast, yeah. a producer or someone who an actress or someone who wants to like work with me could have heard me and been like, I want to work with her. And like that leads to this opportunity that I miss because I just didn't do this one podcast.
9: But an opportunity that will put more on your plate that will actually make you unhappy
7: no an opportunity that actually i might like that'll make me so much money <laughs> that'll make it so that i can you know retire sooner my parent buy my parents a house you know like it's money no it's i get what you're money.
9: saying i get yeah it's I don't like know. there's
7: this photo shoot that i just turned down that's like this amazing photo shoot that's like done by this amazing photographer and um and it would be in new york right before i'm doing seth meyers next week it would be on that day and i'm like. I want to focus on my Seth Meyers interview. I don't want to style myself. I don't want to pay a thousand dollars per look for a stylist to come in when I'm not getting paid for this thing. It's up for a magazine no one's even heard of, but it would be cool pictures that I would have the rest of my life, and I need new pictures because I've aged significantly since my last ones. Um, and it would be these really cool, like Voguey type, like model mm-hmm. shots. Um, and I turned it down because I just don't want to style. I don't want to come up with three outfits. I, I can't, I have to go on the talk this week. I have to go on Conan's podcast. So I have to at least wear something cute from the bottom up or from the waist up. I have to go on Bill Maher's podcast. That's a full outfit. The talk is a full outfit. Cause I think I have to walk to the desk. Um, Seth Meyers next, next week is a full outfit. Um, it's like coming up with outfits is alone. Like just such. A, a hair and makeup too, like, like figuring out that I'm doing a shoot with the Hollywood reporter tomorrow. Um, it's all just like, so everything you say yes to isn't just like showing up even podcasting like Theo's podcast. I look has like a quarter of a million views within two hours or something, you know, like that's going to get more views than my TV show on E like, <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm winging it. My I'm doing my hair and makeup on the Uber there. Like, where are my priorities? I I mean, I just... I don't know what to do anymore. I mean... These are champagne problems. In
9: in a way, way, but they're real problems. They're not... It's not fake. It's not, like... Just because it sounds... Like, I don't know. Like, on the flip side, like, look at my shit right now. Like, I have... I feel like I'm I'm somewhat successful in this business, right? Like, I... I make more money probably than, like, 99% of stand-up comedians. Uh, you know, I if I do, do, like, put on a show in Nashville, I'm sure my ticket sales aren't, like, insane, but they're pretty decent, I bet, if I called and asked. Like, my engagement's good. I talk to an agent, and he's like, oh, I'll give you to one of my, you know, below agents. You know, like, so, but it'll be on my team. And then he talks to his team, and they're like, well, actually... No one can take you right now, even the below agents. So like the flip side of what you're going through. And like, here I am as someone that I know, like, if you put me, I will fucking do well and stand up and I could probably draw a decent amount and they don't even want to make the phone calls for me to get. And because so it's like, no
7: money for them. Agencies don't, if you're, you're taking 10% I'm of just what saying,
9: I'm, like, these are problems of like, I can't even get someone to get me something, even though now I'm just reaching out to clubs myself now. That's like yeah. my new thing. So well, I that's got what, this that's list. That's not a new thing.
7: I've been, that's what you do. That's what everyone does.
9: I know. I'm I know, telling but what you, to you do that. My point is, though, is that, like, like here you are having opportunities sent at you, and then on the flip side here, I can't even get someone to get it. I'm just saying, like, t- to that, like, so i don't know i'm just trying to put things maybe in perspective Well, that's why i just like, said
7: champagne problems and you proved it let's yeah. go to break we'll be right back andrew
9: every rose is a thorn <laughs> shit i did that one already <laughs>
7: that one it's okay i don't think you've ever said every rose is a thorn <laughs> yeah <laughs> it
9: think
0: about it on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors.
1: You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave Adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Haya. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity Voice Remote.
2: Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control.
10: We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking.
4: With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
7: Uh, We're back. Yeah, I hear what you're saying and I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be not grateful for the things, but I'm just a little bit saying like it. um, Yeah, I, I, I've been I've been in your shoes. I've been in these sandals I'm wearing
1: and <laughs> it
7: doesn't get easier for some reason and yeah. The difference is like you're making a living wage though. Like you're not at least you're not like, you know, it, uh broke and having to do stuff you don't want to do necessarily for money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. for yeah, sure money-
8: it's probably more than just money. It just also,
9: what doesn't make mm, sense to me though. It's all is money like, in the end. But that's the thing. Like I think I generate income. However, like and future income, and like yeah, I know like some of these agents they only want to represent people that do theaters. But there are junior agents that are representing people that would be less of a draw than me. That for some reason don't want to, you know. And granted, like I got to go to maybe different agencies and talk to multiple and like i understand that but i'm just yeah. saying like it's just like some you know some things just don't make sense in this business like where like even in the past like when i've done very well at clubs in new york and i didn't get a, a fair look i felt like you know like i don't know there's just a lot of like nose in this business where you think well why like what what is it about me that's not good enough you know like I don't oh yeah know. so
7: and you take it personally of course. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get on Comedy Central. I, I, Comedy Central would not look at me, not acknowledge me. There was this, you know, Live at Gotham was the show to get on. Yeah. And then Comedy Central Presents was a thing that you couldn't even get a half hour until you got on, on Live at Gotham. And I was in New York. I had been on The Tonight Show. I had been on Last Comic Standing. And they just would not... Ever acknowledge me. They would, I would do their showcases every year to get on Live at Gotham or whatever they whatever kind of thing they had. Never ever. And it was just like, what is it? It's personal. Like, and sometimes yeah. it is. Like, um, I was talking to a comic this weekend who's like, I can't get spots at this place because the person who books it does not like me. Just I, I know they don't like me. I know why they don't like me. It's a misunderstanding, but they just don't like me. And I'm like, then like find another way then like instead of complaining about why don't they like me? Like, just do just give up on that because like, you can't convince someone to like you really. I mean, it's going to be their thing. I remember the second that I got an MTV show comedy central came calling because it's like, Oh, someone else likes you. Now we want you. Or it was like, you know, the people that were controlling that were saying yes to things that comedy central, just kind of got a bad idea of who I was. Cause I was like dating comedians. And they thought I was just like, they dismissed me cause they thought I was just some like stupid whore that like wanted to be <laughs> a good comedian yeah. by fucking them or something, even though I wasn't. And I think that once they got to know me, they, you know, at a party, like a, like, you know a Christmas party at a club once. And I met the people that were making the decisions. They were like, oh, we actually do like, like, I don't know what happened, but it was never in my control.
9: Yeah, it's funny. The agent that I spoke to was like, oh, I just assumed you had an agent. You know, that's another thing that is a way to look at it. Like, oh, they probably assume that I have someone like someone helping. But it's right. whatever. I don't know. I'm just like, it, it's just, you know, I sent out probably like 30 different emails to clubs and you hear back from like one after like two weeks and you're just like, do I write again? I guess I'll just send another one. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's, you know, whatever it is. But, um,
7: that's good that you did that though.
9: Yeah, no, it feel, it feel, it felt proactive. It feels like I'm actually like, you know, I'm feeling motivated about it and, you know, that felt good to just do it. So, and I've got, um, but it is what it is. Uh, what else it has been going it on? Is. It is what it is, you know. Like the rose is <laughs> the a worst. thorn, you know.
7: <laughs> it it is, is what it, it is. is. It's Just like such a thing that you say, it never makes anyone feel better about anything.
9: <laughs> hey, it it was what it was.
7: It's like the like it is what it. Uh, I'll never forget. It's a part of a bit I used to do, but my friend um, who discovered one night when we were all. <laughs> showing each other our labias um, one night because I was like, (laughs) I was the first one of all my friends. (laughs) I was my first of my friends to like feel insecure about my vagina. And they didn't even know that they should feel insecure about theirs based (laughs) on like what people talk, you know, like based on they're not listening. My friends were not listening to what men were saying. I've always, I have to say, I've always been more sensitive to like what, what men around me are saying about women's bodies, what the internet is saying, like, I, 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 I scope out, you know, landmines that I can possibly avoid to not get made fun of or not be called ugly or not be unlovable. And one of the things I found was like, if you have a fucking sloppy pussy, and that men will make fun of you and they don't like it. And so one night at a college party, I told my friends, like, I got drunk, and like, I think it was the first time I admitted, like, I hate my vagina and I think there's something wrong with it. And like, I'm not ever going to hook up with anyone until I can get surgery and I'm saving up for it. And they were just like, what? And then we all went in the bathroom to compare because <laughs> it was like me, I think it was me, Kirsten, Hala. And then there was a couple, I'm not going to say names. And then name, three names, girls you didn't know. But it was in, <laughs> no, it, it was, that's in the um Pornhub version, but it was yeah. all, It was just all my best friends, but it was, it was, a. have done this a lot in different parts of my life, but this was the first time I did it. And it was in Kansas city, Missouri, downtown KC. We rented a hotel. I forget what for. And I remember my friend, like there were, there were, I I do a longer bit about it. I'm not going to like do the whole bit, but my one friend had really, really long labia, like way longer than mine. And it made me feel so good because I'm like, she doesn't care about hers. Like they're, like and she she's like hooks up a lot she's like i've never had any complaints like it's fine and then my other friend had like nothing and it was like her vagina was perfect and i was like oh of course yours is like amazing (laughs) and maybe you can guess who that is based on who i talked about before who just seems to like like hiking and like decorating. Oh, now it all and makes like sense. Fall pots, whatever the fuck. She just wants to bring that perfect pussy sense. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It was just like it was so. As soon as I saw it, I was just like, of course. And and, and you know that friend that was trying to get like like she's she's super thin and fit, and like the rest of her friends are bitching about feeling like fat, and like she goes like, yeah, I know, I'm like so bloated. And you're like, get the fuck out of here! Like they try to fit, they want to feel a part of the group of like they want to join in on the self-hating women talk, but they can't really because they're, it's almost like me bitching about my career and you being like, well, look at what I like. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, look, at <laughs> look at my
9: labia. Look at my labia. My labia can't even get a callback.
7: That's how I got into <laughs> clubs. I was like, I got this amazing labia joke. You got to see it. Um, you should write them about your labia, which is really just your ball sack as a woman. Um, So there, but then there was this one friend of mine that had like an in-between, like if you were like, you know, Goldilocks, she was like the mild one, but they were still longer than maybe I showed pictures of like, this is what men like, I guess. And please don't write me and be like, I love meaty pussies. Please. It disgusts me when you write that. I don't care what you like
6: anyone who's listening.
7: Do not write me what you prefer in bed, that I shouldn't be insecure about mine. Don't fucking write me anything about my vagina. It is my thing to talk about, not yours to comment on. Please, God, stop. Um, So she wrote to, or she, um, she was like a little bit traumatized. She was like, fuck, I didn't even know this was a thing. And I'm like, it is, like, you're unlovable. Like you need to get surgery. Like we can, you know, save up together. Cause hers were a little bit more like mine. And she was, like, really, like, bummed out. And it was, like, I, I suddenly gave her this new insecurity that seconds before she had n- would never have thought about herself. And this is a friend of mine who, like, shares all the same insecurities I do. A really good friend. And so she was just, like, I could see. And it was nice for me to, like, share this burden with someone. She was really sad. And then she was, like, I have to call Steve. And she was, like, I was, like, what? And she, so she calls her ex-boyfriend who is in a different time zone. and out like at parties we were in college
6: and she calls
7: him on speakerphone she's and we're drunk and she's drunk and she's like Steve and he's like Yeah what's up she's like hey I have a quick question like you know my like you know my labia and he's like um what she's like so my vagina okay and he's like yeah and he's like she's like are my like labia like the lips that like hang out is it like are they like really long and he was like Yeah and she was, like, <laughs> she was like, she was like, she was like, like the longest, like you've ever seen. he's like, <laughs> yeah, probably. And we're all probably. just like on speakerphone waiting. And then she goes, is that a bad thing? And he just goes, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, it that's is bad. what it is. <laughs> Which is what you say if you like lose your arm in war or something like. Yeah, listen, yeah. no one wants this, but it is what it, it's like a defeatist. Like it's it is what it is. Is never proceeded by any or preceded by anything <laughs> good. Like I won a million dollars. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah,
9: it's yeah. It's never yeah. that.
7: It's always I lost a million dollars. It is what it is. And so after that, I
9: that song. What will we'll be, will be. Say rah, say rah. That's what you know. That oh yeah, song? In
7: case rah, rah. Whatever we'll will. Be, I we'll be, be pretty?
9: Will be, will be. <laughs> it's a, I guess it's a precursor to is. It is what it is.
7: Man, just uh, <laughs> it is what it is. If you can ever avoid using that in response to your woman's body, please try. Or your
9: own story about your career. Dude,
7: I saw a fucking picture of myself last weekend that was. Da, 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 da devastating like hey, it, it was, is what it is yo dude it was so what it is it was <laughs> it was i like i'm not even joking you i showed carlisle because she was commented on some like you know she was saying like i'm so fat right now whatever she was like lamenting about her body as women oft do and she like showed me a picture like look at this picture someone took of me on stage look at my double chin it was a bad picture of her she just did not look herself and I go, oh, I had that moment too. Look at this. And like, I could see how much she <laughs> couldn't spin it. There was nothing to be said about like, that's not really what you look like. Like, it was me from the back wearing a one piece. And she goes, honestly, Nikki, I've been doing this thing where I do 20 squats a day. Like it really like. Oh, you can so do it was it about anywhere. your butt. It was about every it was about my arm, uh, my butt, my back, my hump, my hump shoulder, my legs, my cellulite. <laughs> like it was about everything that yeah. could be wrong in a photo. I just didn't know I looked like that at all, at all. And C- Chris's brother took the picture and then air-dropped it to all of us. And all I can picture <laughs> is Jack's wife who is like an adorable little tiny thing. Zooming in on that picture much like I would if my husband were with like a famous comedian and like I kind of like not that she like I just know that at any time I zoom in on women's bodies all the time if I go oh my god they're kind of like not perfect let me zoom in like and I was like how do I get that off their fucking phones because we all shared to each other and I took Chris aside and I was like no more pictures of me in a swimsuit without like and you cannot we cannot airdrop to those to everyone like I feel so he's like do you want me to get them back like i was like no because then it's a thing yeah then it's a thing but like (laughs) i can't do this and it was so hard for me not to let that ruin my fucking weekend um but and i sent it to anya because i just wanted to like send it to everyone that like i knew could not like there was no like it's bad lighting it's a bad angle you don't look like the way and it's like no you have put on some weight this is not a good look no one would ever say that is an attractive body. It looks like it should be a National Enquirer. Like, you know, the stars are are not like any of like. It's almost like you know one of those like the most horrifying picture that could ever be of me. And I was like, I forget what my point was, but it was it is what it is. I've let it go. <laughs> I have started doing squats. I did it I like one time.
9: your way of getting like ahead of something that was sent to a lot of people is send it to more people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. you're like, you're Because like, I want
7: other people. I want to be able to go like my friends can't lie to me because yeah. no. And then, and then I, and then it confirms to me, like I am undesirable. I know that they would probably kill themselves if they looked like this. Like, that's what I always do is like, were there you all, other like, photos
9: you liked of yourself in that drop box?
7: And by this way, when I say kill myself kill yourself, if you looked like that, please don't be like Nikki, I'm bigger than you. So this makes, this hurts my feelings hear You say this, I'm allowed to not like my body no matter what size I am and so are you and it's not it's not because of I'm not undesirable I know that but deep inside in my female psyche it gets through that I am cuz I'm a little bit depressed cuz I'm living in a fucking <laughs> You uh, know what
9: I did, You know what I did yesterday? I cave. went to cave. the to the, I went yeah. to the pool and uh-huh. uh, I had like a dark like workout shirt on I just went in the pool with the shirt on, rolled the s- sleeves up to work on you know, the upper arm tan, because I have an insane farmer's tan right now from playing golf mm-hmm. so much. And I just leaned into wearing a t-shirt in the pool. At first, people were like, what are you doing? And then eventually, like, no one cared. Did like,
7: someone say, what are you doing? Well,
9: Brano was kind of just like, you're not taking your shirt off? And I was like, no, I'm just going... Going with the shirt in the pool. And honestly, I felt more like usually when I'm at the pool, I'm uncomfortable because my shirt's off. And I just feel like my body's okay, but like certain positions, like I just feel like I have man tits a lot of time. Yeah. And it's just like, and I feel so
6: uncomfortable. And I have a little
9: bit of hair on my back, whatever. And so I had my t shirt on. I I sat at the pool for like two hours. I've never been more comfortable. (laughs) Yes, and it was just like leaning into just of being like oh no I'm gonna do this thing but isn't
7: that a new kind of farmer's stand? but I guess you (laughs) never take your shirt off during (laughs) sex either so the only time you would see it is a shower (laughs) by yourself Right?
9: it's a cooler cooler farmer Yeah, or a
7: massage but do you still leave your shirt on during sex
9: no I take it off I mean there's certain positions where I'd rather not um, have my shirt off if I'm standing up and fucking, sure, it's great. But if I'm like leaning over and I can yes. look down and oh see my God, t- I
7: hate utters when I'm hanging over and I see my tits hanging, <laughs> I hate it. I hate that. They've got to be really stacked and like full for that like hangover. <laughs> like
8: udders. Yes. Some positions. Oh, they're bad. Okay, Ugh. let's get to the news. And there's I some know, positions where like.
7: <laughs>
9: my lower stomach will hang like not past my dick, but just like, it's hard it to funny?
7: get in... like our biggest fear is we're unfuckable. And yet we're fucking someone during this. And yet we still <laughs> feel unfuckable. Oh. Yeah. Like that's dude. our real fear is like someone's <laughs> going to not love us and that we're not fuckable. But we, first of all, you're fucking someone that does love you yet. You still feel like it is happening in the moment yet. You still yeah. feel unfuckable. Well, Why are they insane? fucking you're me?
9: Being... I don't deserve this pleasure. Why are you fucking me? What's wrong yes, with you? Yes. You know.
7: Yes. What's wrong with you? Look at me. You?
9: Literally, all look right. at me. I'm right on top of you. Look at me. We
7: have so much show to get to. Let's get to the news.
9: <laughs> you heard it here you first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Woo-wee. Hope you had all the swells this weekend. It sounds like we did, too. We love our bodies. It's great here. Having all the swells. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's Monday. You know what that means. It's Monday. All right, back to you, Noah, in the studio over there in Arizona.
8: Thanks, Andrew.
9: (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) And over to you, Nikki, too. Then back to
8: Noah, too. All right, well, Nikki's in L.A. this week. She's got a lot of appearances, as we heard about in the first segment. So many. But something... That everyone needs to be aware of, because on Saturday, July 16th, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline is getting a new number. Dialing 988 will connect you with people who can help in a mental health crisis.
7: 988? Yeah, 988. July 16th is also the date of my special coming out on HBO, called Good Clean Filth. I thought this was a cross promotion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
9: <laughs>
7: I know what number I'll be dialing that night when the when the tweets don't come in.
9: <laughs> Wait, what was the, the suicide number before? Was like really long.
7: Oh, it was that one song.
9: Yeah, one eight hundred. Like, no, what was it?
7: I did
8: not I don't no, know. I just have
7: it. I mean, I don't have it memorized because it's just in my phone under help. You know. No, I don't have it in my phone. Like, But we don't have any phone, <laughs> yeah, phone numbers yeah, memorized. Yeah.
9: <laughs> but it was that song.
7: Remember that song? I love that song. It's like,
9: Logic. It's by Logic.
7: It would be so hard to um, request that at a radio station. Like, you know, like if you're calling yeah. in. I think that's the number that it made on the charts, too. No, that was actually a good song.
9: No,
6: I just it, can't yeah, think was... of
7: that. It doesn't that doesn't conjure any lyrics for me. I was trying to think of like what the lyrics were to like spur any sort of like sing-along thing here, but I can't remember it.
9: Yeah, 988, though, that has a nice ring to it. 988.
7: Suicide song lyrics. Hold on, I want to look it up. Um I've been on the low, I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. That it feel like my life ain't mine. Who can relate? Who? That yeah. one. That's so good. I don't want to be alive. I don't, don't want to be alive. alive. Yeah, that song is really good. Um, but yeah, that he named it. Now he can rename that song nine eight eight. So if you're yeah, feeling suicidal, I'll call nine eight eight, and someone will talk to you. That's pretty. That's a pretty nice thing out there.
9: I wonder how long it'll take them to get back in Detroit.
7: <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, no kidding.
9: If you call nine one one in Detroit, it, what, what did they say? It takes an hour for them to just
7: yeah it takes call a, you back. That was one of my jokes from when we were in Detroit when I had to look up things about it. It was like, yeah, the average wait time is like an hour for the cops to respond to a call. Like if you call the cops and you get through to 911, which by the way, when I called the cops to get through to 911 when I we were in Detroit because we saw a car accident about to happen. That was
9: wild. Yeah.
7: It kept ringing and I never got through. And they did call mm-hmm. me back. But um yeah. So uh call 988, don't call 911 if you're feeling suicidal. Um Noah, what were you going to say? You said something else about this.
8: Oh, I was going to say that uh also the the suicide hotline is not just for suicide. It's call if you're having a mental health, a mental health crisis of any kind or if someone you're concerned about is about is thinking of suicide and you want to find ways to help them. Oh,
7: that's It'd nice. Be funny okay. if it
8: was like
9: the IT guy that works for like Amazon is also the suicide guy. Like he has multiple I used to jobs. date
8: someone who volunteered <laughs> for that. Really? He was Ooh, an aspiring a comedian. Job. He had no personality. It was, it was perfect for him.
9: <laughs> for suicide? That sounds like you'd want to Yeah, because someone. you have to
7: be neutral. You can't uh, be emotional. Yeah. Gotcha. You gotta talk to people logically, literally like the throwing logic. Yeah. yeah um, it's wild. I would do that I think, but I would feel so burdened. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like even when like my friends or like other people in my life get really sad and like need my help. I like kind of, am like, Oh, now it's up to me that this person doesn't kill themselves. Like, I don't want this. Like, do you ever feel that way when a friend is like deeply in need and you're like, but I am too busy right now. Like I literally can't, and now it's up to me that you don't hurt. You're like, what do I do? It's It feels sometimes like I get scared and I get a little bit resentful where I'm like, where someone is like, I really need you right now. And like puts it all on you. I don't think I've ever done that when I was feeling like really sad. Um, and that's when you call that fucking line actually is when your friends are not able to be there for you. Or maybe you don't have friends, which is not a fucking crime. If you don't have friends, it's sometimes you call it's your
9: it's your buddy. then. Won't yeah, he's like I'm at person. work right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
7: working a suicide hotline, so I can't be there. For
9: Wait, you. is that you, Dave? I can't say who it is. Uh, <laughs> you didn't text me back. Yeah, I'm working. That's so funny. I'm, I'm making. <laughs> you want to pay me nine ninety nine an hour to save All right, your life?
8: What's the next news story. <sighs> okay, the next news story is about uh, your favorite Starbucks. Um, after launching its new chicken sandwich. This week or last week, they quietly pulled it off the market because of complaints of diarrhea.
7: Yeah. um, Chicken's gross, you guys. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it with your, it's healthy. I just Just love that. (laughs) Stop.
9: But coffee makes you, the diuretic makes you shit so much.
8: Yeah, it really does. Like they're like, like oh, it must be the chicken.
9: (laughs) Yeah. I drink a coffee. I'm shitting before I take the first sip.
8: I know it is. Which such is great. A good,
9: I love a coffee. I love it too. A chicken um, shit? Not so much.
7: Yeah, that's Fucking interesting. Chicken shit.
9: <laughs> what a great name for uh, a, a little bit. You little chicken shit.
7: Oh, it is a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, I can't even, I don't even want to. I'm like, I'm so not in the mood to talk about chickens and why we shouldn't be eating yeah, them yeah. more than the fact no, that they give us a lot of It was mostly for the right
8: diarrhea. Now.
7: Yeah, but never um, mind. Everyone do you like diarrhea? Do you animals. would you
9: do you like <laughs> having? Would you rather have diarrhea shits or hard shits?
7: Um, that's a good question. I would rather have <laughs> diarrhea because at least I feel thin.
6: <laughs>
7: I mean, you, your shits can't even be. Fat. I cannot stand like utis feel like and cramps feel like you have to take a shit out of your vagina and it hurts so bad like i just hate having hard things down there it's so but diarrhea is terrible but again i love an excuse to get out of anything and when you have diarrhea you really can't leave your place you can't do anything and you can tell someone you're sick and then you just sit on the toilet which sucks (laughs) both of them suck but man, I saw this great thing today. <laughs> There's this girl that I uh met through mutual friends and we kind of like we hung out a little bit, but we always just followed each other on Instagram and she has a baby now. And she posted this thing on our Instagram story today that was um, you know, she like wrote like what you're about to see actually happened. I am a new mom and I was feeling hungover this morning and kind of like pissed at myself for even going to this musical festival last night, even though I'm a new mom, but like I deserved it, but also like I'm fucking suffering today. And I walked in to my daughter who was in one of those like little like round things where they just like kind of bounce and they like stand up. Babies can stand up, but it's like round and they can spin around, you know? And she was like, my daughter, I like was maybe not being the most attentive mom today. She had diarrhea. It ran down her leg onto the, onto the surface that she bounced. And my daughter is just slipping and sliding and like dancing (laughs) upon her diarrhea. And then she posted the video of it. And it's so funny. And it makes me feel like I just was like, thank you for posting this because I bet so many moms can relate of just like fucking like, I look away for like, I give myself five extra minutes where my husband is maybe like, I know he's nearby watching TV. He falls asleep, and our daughter is dancing in her diarrhea. And like, what a real moment that was. That I just don't think a lot of moms post that stuff because it's just humiliating, and you feel like a neglectful mom. But really, it's just like you're allowed to look away for a little bit.
9: Also, she probably looked just like her the night before at the dance. <laughs> at the, fucking...
7: so, the baby was so happy too of just like sliding around like her yeah, just there's nothing in better it, you know?
9: than watching a baby eat pudding and not give a fuck. Like they don't yeah. give a fuck. They have no God, idea.
7: They're such mailboxes. Like they don't they're not affected. They babies can absorb your anger, but they just don't care. It's so freeing. And that's why when you look at a baby, they have perfect posture. Their butt if they're sitting up and they have no back to a chair and they're just sitting, babies have perfect posture. They're not weighed down by life yet. They're not hunched over. When they're on a device, they're they just look down with their head like this, which is where you're (laughs) supposed to look down. You're supposed to because they haven't had a
9: cell phone yet.
7: You're yeah, but when you but if your natural like your natural way to look at things is there's like a um, you just kind of take your ears and if there was a bar going through right where your ear is, pretty much Mm -hmm. that's where your head should rotate from to go up and down. That's all you need side to side you don't need to do your neck like this you just need this that's all you need and babies do that naturally and babies also sit up straight naturally and have their butt like kind of babies look like they're like waddling but that's the natural way to sit like I saw a baby when I'm sitting without a chair back I'm like hunched immediately and babies if you watch a baby try to naturally walk like a baby or sit like a baby and you'll be doing it the natural way because babies aren't burdened by life yet. And when babies cry, they aren't stifling their cries yet because they're not a—they're not trying to be polite. They're not worried what other people think. So babies, they sound so loud because their bodies are completely comfortable. So their bodies are vibrating and making the sound get so much bigger. Whereas hum- us humans, we're so tense. And when we mm-hmm. cry, we're like, ah! like it stays up in your head. But if we were relaxed and letting it cry, like really letting ourselves, our cries would be so much louder because our oh. body would vibrate like like a, an instrument. It's very interesting. Let's go to break and come back with um, top one, bottom one.
0: Hacks is back for season three and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators, Lucia Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
2: Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at
10: conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking.
4: With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
7: All right, we're back. It's Monday, so it's time for top one, bottom one. And the category today is...
8: Something in a hotel room.
7: Okay, top one, bottom one things in your hotel room. In a hotel room, any hotel room that you... Like and then don't like. Um, let's start with bottom. I'll go first. The worst okay. thing in a hotel room is, oh, I got two. I'm sorry. I always go two. Um, no place to charge your phone next, like the charge, like the plug to plug in your phone. You have to like pull out the bed, which is disgusting. Yeah. Oh, because you see all the things that the maid did, has never gotten over thousands of stays. Or, the plug is just like precarious. Like we need plugs next to the bed for your phones at Airbnbs at hotels. If you don't have that going on at your Airbnb, (laughs) give me my money back, bitch. That is insane. And then secondly, the most disgusting thing in a hotel room that I didn't learn until I did last comic standing in 2006, I was not a road comic before that. So I didn't have experience in hotels. I remember I got to the Hilton garden Inn. In 2006, and I was staying with Jackie Cation because we were at the semifinals for Last Comic Standing. She's another comedian, Jackie Cation, and we were sharing a hotel room, and Doug Benson came by to like just hang out because he was also a semifinal, and we were all staying at the same hotel, kind of quarantined there. And he came by, and he was like, and Jackie's bed had the top sheet off, and mine still was on. And he was like, I can tell here who is a road comic and who is actually an experienced <laughs> road comic. And I was like, oh. and he was like, because the fact that you left that on like it's like she like and now when i'm on and the road that thing comes off lickety split like now Mm -hmm. i stay at nicer hotels but like that have like nice bedding that they wash the duvet but like there are times where I, i still stay at like double trees or courtyards that top sheet whatever it is there's a top thing that you can remove that doesn't involve the whole comforter. Get it the fuck off your bed, especially if it's like a quilted thing or a runner at the bottom of the bed. That thing never gets washed. Get it off your bed. Do not set anything on it. Do not touch it. And I am someone who is dirty as fuck. I do not care at all about germs. And that thing I would never, ever leave on my bed. I pick it up with my fingers like I'm picking up a dirty diaper, with the tips of my fingers with my nails, and then I wash my nails. So. Um, that is, if, you, if you're if you not an experienced traveler, just know that that is the dirtiest thing in a hotel room, besides the pillows. And bring your own pillow. Pillows are disgusting. Maids have, I've watched enough things, and I, I actually did a segment on my show, Not Safe, about the dirtiest thing in a hotel room, and it is by far the pillows. Uh, the pillowcases are washed, but the pillows underneath are horrific that even a pillowcase, you would not trust it to protect you from what happens on those pillows. So much semen gets wiped mm-hmm. on them. Even I wipe, like my... Like, if I'm using a toy and it's like, has some stuff on it, I will wipe it on the pillow next. To, like, I, it's gross, guys.
9: <laughs>
7: All right. What's your least favorite thing in a hotel room?
9: Well, now it's the top sheet. I um, didn't even think of it. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I've already helped I would someone. S- <laughs>
6: you
2: yeah, know, it's exactly. really
9: frustrating, but it's, it's, not, it's not in enough hotel rooms to become an insane problem for a lot of people, but I just hate it, is the shower... That you have to get to the heat, you have to go through the water. So, like, the door is set up that it goes in. So, you have to get wet with very cold water to yes. turn the shower on. And it it's like
7: is a chronic problem in these places. It is bullshit.
9: It's bullshit. And you have so much money to just fix it. It's like and and it's probably some dickhead like engineer designer that's like ooh i'm doing it different i'm showing the world that i uh, i studied abroad in madrid or whatever that might just be me i lived there for 2 weeks not to brag but whoever designed that thinks they're being like clever or whatever stop it just stop it just fucking have a stop. curtain or or a door that opens out
7: you have to get your arm wet in the wet, and I know this is like so first world problems, but like oh yeah, getting your wet, sure. getting your arm wet with like uh, wet cold water <laughs> when you're just trying to turn on and figure out the the shower itself to like pull the right thing because sometimes there's a knob that switches it from the overhead shower to the side thing or like the little nozzle Or the hand so that thing, what, yeah. yeah. So, you're doing all, you're pulling all these levers and you have to get wet doing it. It is insane. I don't even know. I don't understand how the engineering could be that bad in so many hotels because it happens all the time.
9: Yeah, it's wild. So, fucking fix it.
7: Yeah, good one.
9: Noah, all right. bottom.
8: Okay, wait. So, mine is also a bathroom related thing. I cannot stand when they put the sink outside of the actual bathroom. And you're like oh, literally God. flossing and brushing your teeth <laughs> in the middle in of the room. Hallway. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I, I just like a sink belongs in a bathroom, please. Especially if I'm paying for the room.
7: That is a good point. Okay. I like that too. It's never really bothered me, but now it really is. Um, I think it never bothered me because it kept me accountable to washing my hands because I would, then encounter it in the hallway, and I go, "Oh, I gotta do this." And if I'm sharing a hotel room <laughs> with someone, it like, it's really gotta happen. Yeah, um, if, if
8: I'm sharing a room with someone, then they can s- they they see too much of what I do. It's like what too revealing. Yeah,
7: like, uh, the whole routine. I hate when I need to shit in the sink because it's clogged the toilet, and they have to go watch me then <laughs> shit in the sink. Exactly. Um, also, what do you I do? Hate also, bar you- soap that gets wasted after like you just open it and it's one stay and you use it for one hand washing. And then you just go, Oh, well that's just going to go the little, every time I use the little plastic things, I'm just like, God, this is all just so fucking wasteful. It's just a constant reminder. The hotel room I'm staying at now is like this eco-friendly place. The um, key cards are wooden chips. They're little round wooden chips, the size of like a poker chip. And in the bathroom, it has a, timer like that you would come in a game of like milton bradley's like sorry you know like it's like a little sand Uh,
6: timer and you flip
7: it when you go in the shower so that you don't waste too much water um and it's also like this this hotel is supposed to be like you only stay here to relax even when you go onto their wi-fi it's like we know that you're just here to relax, but sometimes you need a little Wi-Fi. And it's like, <laughs> are who is ever relaxing ever anymore? Um, so, yeah, I'm staying at this. I do like this hotel, though. It smells so fucking good in the lobby, even though I haven't even been there in a while because I stay in my room all day and I use a weird exit to get out. But I do get 20% <laughs> off at Face Gym, which is where they go pummel your face. Oh, face massage is so good. Okay, let's get to the top. Final thought let's say our favorite things about hotel rooms what we encounter that is our favorite thing anyone want to go first
9: I thought you were gonna I'll
7: go, go. first uh blackout curtains yeah. a sufficient blackout mm. curtain that yeah. I, I don't have to like there's not a sliver of light coming through um and uh also ones that gets you know cold um this one gets down to 66 degrees I appreciate it very much uh that that is my favorite thing blackout curtains are so good people always are like i don't get enough sleep oh i couldn't sleep last night i'm like did you have the room dark no one ever thinks about the light like that's what's waking you up light and sound white noise blackout curtain otherwise i don't want to hear about you not getting sleep you're not doing everything you can and it's very simple
9: i'm trying okay, to what? think <sighs> top I mean, one. Go. Oh. oh yeah go ahead
8: okay so that's my good. favorite thing uh i mean i guess there's a lot but lighting i like that hotels have like a light by the bed a light in the corner like it's just it's more it's kind of like wow i don't know how to do this in my own house yeah and it's cool that (laughs) i i have it here there's like accent lighting
7: yes a bedside light is so crush. i also love um i love like a different kind of mattress than you get usually you get to kind of try out different things I love mm-hmm. um, robes. Um, I love the amount of towels. It was in Mike Rambiglia's movie, but he was, you know, about being a comic on the road, but using towels as napkins is like my favorite thing is like draping a towel on me and like mm. just wiping my hand, like just being able to get so dirty because you have so many napkins and they're towels.
9: There's something really nice too about having a limited amount of clothes when you go to a hotel where even if you destroy the hotel, you throw everything everywhere, it's not that much stuff where it feels like you're weighted down, which is nice. I was going to say, I was thinking about robe. I love a robe because I'm not a robe guy during my real life. So when I do it at a hotel, it's extra special and Mm -hmm. I really feel like a billionaire that I could just tell people what to do and- Clip my toenails and shit, and be like, oh, the fact that "I'm a ruler."
7: I mean, Jim Gaffigan has a bit about it, and the fact that robes we try them on and we wear them is so disgusting that, like, we if you found a, a secondhand robe at Goodwill, you'd be like, "You got this yeah. robe from Goodwill?" You'd be disgusted. Or if you got a <laughs> mattress, a used mattress from Goodwill, yet we sleep on used mattresses, use used robes, and we act like they're new or something. But Andrew's dick has been like all inside those wiping around
9: yeah but i'm using a cleaning yeah but i have a hotel condom from the last guy on so it doesn't touch the robe
7: shit they're calling me for this interview um yeah that's a good point um
9: no no i get that i get that but the things at goodwill are just sitting there at least there you know that's probably clean that day you know i mean
7: no but even if someone said this mattress is used and the people before it were like you know the one owner Use it buying a used mattress, like people don't do that. But we no. are like, we celebrate it in a hotel room. And Gaffigan has a great bit about hotels where like the uh, level of disbelief that we live in to enjoy all the things that thousands of people before you have used and rubbed their <laughs> genitals on. I mean, it's truly disgusting. I can't believe that some of the disgusting things I've done or accidentally done in hotel rooms Knowing that like I am not that gross of a person if I've done them, like what can what are what are people capable of? <laughs> I mean, really. You've 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 got you've had to have had some really gross things happen in a hotel room.
9: Yeah, I've done some gross things. I've been lazy about certain uh cleanup situations. You shit
7: your pants last week. I feel like you probably have gotten shit somewhere in a hotel room before. That wasn't the um, toilet.
9: I'm gonna plead to fit.
7: <laughs> all, those fits. all right, we gotta go. I gotta do an interview. We'll be back tomorrow with more show. Thank you guys for putting up with my mood today. I'll be in a better mood next time. <laughs> uh, you know, it comes and goes. Uh, but don't be cut out there. And jackalope. Jackhammer. Ah.
2: Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control?